Don't mind your business. Mind my podcast, Mind Elixir. Hello there, lovely person listening to this. My name is Ioka, and welcome to or back to my podcast, Mind Elixir. If you don't already know me, then hi. I'm Ioka, and on my podcast, I discuss topics regarding mental health, lessons learned, and more things similar to that. My aim is to inspire help and have conversations about some things that hopefully other teens can relate to and just to share my thoughts and my own perspective on issues around the world. Today, I wanted to do an episode on colorism because I feel as though I haven't really really done an episode on more of a societal issue. And, you know, that's kind of like in the description of my podcast, I always say I like to talk about social issues. So I thought I'd do one about colorism. And plus, that is an issue that many people still face, and it is a prevalent thing in our society today. Plus, I just like to switch it up and do different episodes about different things, kind of different things, I guess you could say, each week. Anyway, but first, before we get into into the episode, I wanted to say how my week has been. This week, I've been trying out yoga. Well, not really trying out, but I've just been doing yoga each night before bed. I'm not sure whether it helps me or not, but it's pretty cool. Kind of relaxing, I guess you could say. I think the reason I haven't really, I never really did yoga before was one, because it just felt boring. And then also because I felt like I didn't have time, but really it's very easy to make time to do it just a little bit before bed. And I guess like, yeah, it just gives you time to settle down. And also, as you know, I decided to go until today, until Sunday, without using my personal Instagram accounts or my TikTok account because, you know, that whole social media thing and also because I was pretty much felt as though I was addicted and each time I opened the app, my time was just wasted away, like hours of it. And also, I never talked about that, but last week, actually, yeah, last week over spring break, I think, One of my videos on my personal account, it kind of blew up. It got around 56,000 likes. And I guess it's frustrating to see how a video on that account blew up when the videos on my podcast account that I put effort into, they get like less than 200 views or something and barely any likes or followers. But then on my personal account, which I wouldn't really want to expose that to other people or whatever but on my personal account I got I get went from like 30 followers to 300 followers in less than two days just because of one one random video that I put barely any effort into but I guess that's still pretty cool but then TikTok they actually took down that video um they claimed that they took it down for nudity or harm to a minor or something even though there actually was none of that in there I don't think the video could have really been considered inappropriate But, you know, TikTok, they love to take down, like, random videos, like, random regular videos or stuff like that. And even videos where I've seen TikTok take down videos where people are spreading awareness for important issues. But then whenever I'll see videos where people are actually saying harmful things, hateful things, and they're still up, which is kind of weird. Like, I don't know where TikTok's priorities are at. Anyway, if you also want to hear more of my thoughts on social media, or you just missed out on my last episode, go listen to that one. And I also did a, an episode about TikTok at like the very beginning of my podcast, but I think I want to redo that or add to it 
or just like make a second part to my social media episode because there is like so much to say on social media. Yeah, now that I've said all that, let's now get on to this episode. So we all know about racism and how it divides people across the world, causing a variety of problems and how it has historically and still is impacting groups of people. But something that's not quite as widely talked about, yet still as prevalent, is colorism. Colorism is the mistreatment and discrimination against those with darker skin, often putting those with a lighter tone skin tone at an advantage. It is the belief in the supposed superiority of those with lighter skin and people who are colorist, they often hold negative prejudice and opinions about those with a darker complexion. In particular, colorism, it really impacts the Black community, the Asian community, and the Hispanic slash Latin American community. And of course, the African community, which kind of fits in with Black community. Colorism is a way of white supremacy that is a means of separating people within their own community. And sadly, it is still ever so pervasive and has caused separation and hurt. Like, not only do people of color face racism from others, but then within our own community, we have colorism and colorism from others, like all of that. And then, of course, there's also texturism, which is the preference and discrimination based on curl type. People with looser curls or looser curly hair, their hair is often praised as being quote-unquote good hair and yeah I think all hair is good while but this can be problematic because whenever people with coilier tighter hair is their hair is often called nappy or unprofessional or not good hair or and all of that so I think it can be problematic in that way and even if we go into public without our hair quote-unquote like perfectly done or whatever it's People just assume like you don't take care of yourself or something like that. If you have super curly hair, people will assume that. But then whenever it's people with straight hair or even looser textured curly hair folks, they can go into their into public with their hair in a messy bun and it's fine. And to be quite honest, I have um, 4C hair and I love it. But this episode is about colorism. So back to that topic. Now, I first wanted to start off by talking about the origins of colorism, and some of the historic practices that are rooted in colorism. So many of us, we have probably heard about how during slavery, all the darker-skinned enslaved people often had to do the more tasking jobs that were out in the sun, you know, working and toiling away in the fields, the more tiring and physical labor, while the lighter-skinned enslaved folks got to go work in the house, such as sewing, taking care of the kids, and working in the kitchen. Back then, and although obviously that isn't the case now, lighter-skinned enslaved people were usually related to the slave, slaved owner due to the um, forced acts committed. So that could have possibly been a reason that they were treated less harsh. And although I wouldn't say they were treated kindly, I just say less harsh, because, you know, enslaving someone, treating them like property, like less than human beings, like they're undeserving of rights, isn't exactly kind. But, you know, working in the house rather than out in the fields doing physical labor is slightly less harsh. But it's still both bad. And then also, going back to what I said about the origins and historically colorist practices, we had this, they had this thing called blue vein societies. So blue vein societies were basically clubs 
formed by black people that catered only towards lighter-skinned black people. Its name comes from the fact that you can't see the color of a person's veins if they have darker brown skin. Like, I know on me, you can't see the color of my veins. I always wonder what the color of my veins were, though. Well, actually, I know they don't actually have a color. But, yeah, I would always try to figure out the color of my veins to see which jewelry matches best, whether it's warm or cool tones, but I just end up wearing gold and silver. But back to what I said, Blue Vein Societies, basically they got their name off of whether you could see a black person's vein. The lighter the skin, the more easier it is to see the color of your vein and all of that. And um, these societies, it was like, I guess you could say clubs where people would have access to education and more higher class stuff. So having lighter skin, it was kind of associated with having access to wealth or class as well. Another thing was the paper bag test. I feel like many of us have heard of this. The paper bag test was also kind of related to blue vein societies where folks, they wouldn't be in, be allowed into certain spaces, whether that was black or white. They wouldn't be allowed into certain spaces if they were darker than a paper bag. And I am pretty sure I am darker than a paper bag. So if I lived back then, I probably would not have been allowed. And this even influenced hiring practices and is so silly obviously there were a lot of discriminatory practices back then which are so stupid but there's probably a lot of discriminatory practices right now which just aren't as obvious obvious and in fact there are so now colorism it's obviously still prevalent in our society in america and around the world it's a whole it's a global thing I first wanted to talk about how it impacts different aspects of life or the world, I guess you could say, by first off talking about jobs and hiring. It's actually been found that the shade of your skin or how dark a person of color is can impact the likelihood of them being hired. And that is, in fact, colorist. I think there's so many little things that people will always try and consider unprofessional or something like that, like piercings and tattoos and all that which can impact whether someone is considered suitable for a job or not. And obviously, piercings and tattoos, those are in no way comparable to skin color. You can choose whether you get a piercing or a tattoo. You can't choose your skin color. But I feel like things like skin color or piercings and tattoos, stuff like little stuff like that, like your whether what hairstyle you're wearing, those shouldn't be determining factors in whether you get hired or not. I mean, unless maybe you're a piercer and you have a bunch of badly done piercings, then I wouldn't want to hire you to get as for a piercing job. But otherwise, those should not be determining factors in whether someone gets a job and they shouldn't be considered unprofessional or less worthy or less educated because of those little things. Okay, I went a bit off topic, but also regarding hiring practices and jobs, it was actually found by a law professor at Vanderbilt University after studying 2,000 immigrants, that those with lighter skin earn 8 to 15% more on average. And also, according to Shankar Vendatam, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, the author of The Hidden Brain, lighter-skinned Latino people make $5,000 more on average than their darker-skinned counterparts. Now, I may not have that great of a concept of money, but $5,000 sounds like a pretty big difference. A pretty huge difference, in fact. Like, what could you buy with $5,000? I don't know. Maybe you could buy a car. Actually, you could not buy a car. 
why did I just say that? You could not buy a car with $5,000, but you can probably buy a bunch of stuff with $5,000. And these disparities, these differences, they're just not fair. But people have these biases, this colorism, which is so rooted within our society. And in addition, colorism also shows up in representation in the media, particularly with women. I've noticed that they'll basically always have this sort of token light-skinned black girl as representation or diversity for a movie. Now, I'm not trying to discount light-skinned black people because black people come in all shades and all complexions. Each person is so diverse, and I think that's wonderful. That's wonderfully beautiful that everyone is so different and unique. Our unique traits are what make us human. But when Hollywood, or I guess you could say TV or movies, it seems like they only ever show light-skinned black girls, you start to feel as if there's something going on. I mean, I love Zendaya. We love you. I love Sophia Wiley. They're wonderful. I actually used to watch Casey Undercover all the time, by the way. Wonder what happened to that show. Anyway, back to, the, back to my point. I love Zendaya and all that. But sometimes we need a bit more representation. We need to widen our scope a bit. And yeah, rather than only having lighter skinned black girls. Another thing I've heard about is how in Brazil, there's actually quite a population of darker skinned or brown skinned people. Yet most of the representation on billboards, on magazines, etc. It's only of lighter skinned, of paler skinned people, which, you know, makes no sense. You want your representation to represent what is of the country. So if you're only showing lighter skinned people, then you know something is definitely going on. And that's something that's going on is colorism. Also in Mexico, there's also a severe lack of representation of darker skinned people in advertisements, telenovelas, and the media. And, you know, we're just starting to see this consistent pattern of lack of representation for darker-skinned people in the media. Same with India. There are many darker-skinned women in India and just people in general, people in general, honestly. But rarely do I ever see, do I ever, whether it's a Bollywood movie, which I don't watch that many, or even just Indian actresses in American film or South Asian actresses in general in American film, rarely do I ever see any of a darker complexion, most of them, almost all of them, will be lighter skinned. And yeah, are you starting to see a pattern going on here of them mostly only representing lighter skinned people of color of certain parts? Because I know I am. And I think they are making steps to have more representation as of recently, and that's really great. But they also do need to make sure that they don't promote stereotypes about darker skinned black people or darker-skinned people in general at all. But then again, I do know we had um, Miss America. I believe she was a darker-skinned African-American woman. And then also we have actresses like Lupita, and I can't think of that many other darker-skinned actresses off the top of my head. I don't know that many actresses at all, but I know we have Lupita. She's a very major dark-skinned actress, and that's great. Let's talk about something a bit terrifying, a bit of a terrifying result of colorism, skin lightening. Skin lightening is the practice and the use of products in order to make one's skin lighter. This can be pills, injections, creams, soaps, all of that. Asia actually has the largest market for skin lightening products. It's a billion dollar industry. 
and lighter skin is often equated to class or hierarchy um, over there. And as I said earlier, it can also play a role in hiring practices and even the length of prison sentences. Actually, while I was re researching this, according to the researchers at The Root, lighter skinned black women served 12% less time than darker skinned black women. But back to what I was saying about skin bleaching, I'd also like to mention that um, although colorism is a global issue, the reason for it slash the cause of it historically is slightly different in the U.S. than it is over in um, Asia. Like over in Asia, it was mostly because lighter skin, it was equated to having to stay out of the sun because you didn't have to do the physical labor or working in, how do I say, you didn't have to do labor out in the fields working in, working as a farmer or whatever you say it. So those were the rich people that had inside jobs and stuff like that. So it's kind of related to class. However, white supremacy has played a role in both of these issues of colorism, I would say. And I don't know if you saw that one commercial where lightning cream, it depicted a black man who was shoved into a washing machine and then he came out as an Asian man of lighter skin complexion. That commercial was really something else. I don't know how anybody thought that was um, acceptable. But, you know, it was very questionable. Very unacceptable, in fact. And you've probably heard about it, but Fair and Lovely is actually a very popular skin bleaching cream. And obviously, it isn't literal bleach. I used to think it was literal bleach, but that doesn't even make sense. But it's just a product designed to make your skin light. Even heard about how women in Ghana, they were taking these pills in order to lighten their baby's skin. Like, I'm talking about unborn fetuses already experiencing colorism. And these pills, as you can assume, they had some harmful effects. Yet people were still taking it just to have their child's skin, try and have their child's skin turn out lighter. And I even remember going to this African store here in Texas um, you know, African stores for African food and all of that. Here in Texas, I went to an African store and I saw skin bleaching cream. Like literally African people that whose skin is, our skin is literally brown over in Africa where the you're literally close to the equator. So of course you're going to get darker and all of that. They literally had skin bleaching cream. What? Where you're naturally, you're naturally... Why would someone want to do that? I don't know. Well, actually, I, I can see why because colorism and all of that. So I can see why. But at the same time, it's just so sad. And I even found that in Africa, 40% of women bleach their skin. 40%. That's nearly half. That's so sad and disappointing. And these products, they have stuff like mercury, hydroquinone, which is really bad and can hurt your health. But people will literally risk their health to have lighter skin. And I actually recall how thermometers, they used to have mercury, but then they had to take that stuff out because it was dangerous or whatever. They had to take that stuff out a few years ago. So the fact that people, some people will use that on their skin and they're going through all these methods and ways just to get lighter skin is really upsetting. And while I was actually doing this research about... um skin lightener to see like all of this. I, I saw something on YouTube that made me very upset. 
while looking at the topic of skin bleaching on YouTube, I came across this video where the mother was talking about how she lightens her daughter's skin. And this child, she didn't look older than, she couldn't have been over eight years old. And that was truly so heartbreaking that um, someone could be projecting their own insecurities and perpetuating, perpetuating colorism onto their own child so that, that the child will grow up having that internalized hatred. It's so sad. And to be honest, I feel like whenever people bleach their skin, it doesn't even look good. At least from the pictures I've seen online, it's done like so extremely weird and looks really ashy and unflattering. And I know in the U.S. people will tan their skin, but um, I would not equate that to the same. I would not try to, I wouldn't say that's com comparable to how people bleach their skin for this reason. So I believe that um, kind of this beauty standard thing, it's become where it's only really attractive or considered the beauty standard whenever white people make their skin darker or browner or tanner or whatever you want to call it. It's only considered beautiful whenever a non-person of color does that. And, that. and I feel like that also applies with other features too. The so-called Blackson or AAVE, African American Vernacular English, it was like, I feel like it was kind of considered, people kind of considered it like uneducated or whatever, but now it's considered Gen Z language and internet slang, and now it's cool for everyone that uses it. So a lot of things, they weren't really considered um, cool until another group that it didn't belong to started to use it. So what I was trying to say is how um, people only liked it whenever someone has darker skin, whenever white people started to do it. And they don't, they don't, they were still hating on it on us people of color. That's what I'm trying to say. I hope that makes sense. But why would people do it? Why do people lighten their skin despite knowing that it can have these effects on their health? It can have these harmful things happen to them. It's because they believe that light skin is more beautiful and that they believe they believe that they'll be treated differently. And the treated differently thing that is kind of true, sadly, it shouldn't be. But, you know, colorism, people get treated differently. As I said before about in prison and um, hiring practices in the media representation, sadly, people do to get treated differently because of their skin color, whether it's a conscious bias or not. But light skin does not equal beauty. And people just, like, the shade of our skin, it shouldn't have an, have an impact on how we are perceived or treated. But some people were shamed or harmed or probably hurt for having darker skin. Sadly, I mean, gladly. Thankfully, I haven't been through anything super harmful like that. But I feel like that's why it's never just skin. Because it's so much more than that. Our skin, it can impact and change how people perceive us. It shouldn't, but it does. And some people are told that light skin is synonymous with success, superiority, and prettiness and beauty. And they believe that. Even though it's not true, our skin color does not impact, shouldn't, and doesn't impact any of that. And I've even noticed that in society, people will try to say things to some people like, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. 
or say that black women, some certain black women are only pretty because they have, they'll say she's only pretty because she has Eurocentric features. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense whenever people say stuff like that. Like someone can be pretty, someone can have dark skin and still be pretty. I don't know why people always try to say like weird stuff like that. And going back to that, I also, I've also noticed how people, they say, um, how do I phrase this? They say kind of rude stuff regarding um, darker skinned women, especially regarding this is an especially prominent thing people will say about black and South Asian women. You know, we've all seen how people call Michelle Obama and Megan Thee Stallion a man. And I feel like that's not just a coincidence. That's a result of colorism. Because people will try to say like, oh, it's just because they're tall. But I've never seen someone call a taller skinned light. Like, I'm, like I don't know. Why do people call Michelle Obama and Megan Thee Stallion a man and misgender them and stuff? I feel like that probably has something to do with the fact that they're black women. I can't help but think it's not just a coincidence, it's colorism or just straight out racism. Those are those two get a bit tricky sometimes. I also wanted to talk about this sort of, I guess you could say trend of bashing black women or, you know, in particular, darker skinned black women for basically clouts. On TikTok, we have so often seen usually black men. I know it's not all but it can't be denied that colorism is prevalent um, in the black community by sometimes, oftentimes, some black men towards black women. And they'll say really rude stuff or stereotypes about black women, but then they try to hide it under the guise, under the um, veal of saying it's just a preference, that it's just a preference. And that just really irks me, you know? I mean, obviously... I'm glad that, like, well, no, I'm not glad. I'm glad that someone, it's the fact that this colorism even exists. Like, so often you'll see um, black men on TikTok, not all, but black men, some black men on TikTok, they'll say things, they'll say really rude stereotypes and things towards black women and hide, hide it under the fact that it says things like it's just a preference, but really... And then whenever a black woman points it out or says something about it, they're gaslit. I'm not exactly sure if that's the correct word for it, but I just I'll just say gaslit. They'll get they're gaslit, and people say, "Oh my gosh, you're jealous of lighter skinned women, or you're jealous of women of other races." And I, for one, I am not jealous. I just dislike the fact that people, especially people of our own race, are being literally being colorist because it's not just a preference. It's colorism. It's racism. Whenever that entire preference relies on detrimental stereotypes and ideas about um, a certain group of people, then it's more than a preference. And just because some people may not see the issue with something doesn't mean it isn't real. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with dating outside of your race. That's completely fine. But date whoever you want. But if you wouldn't date someone because they're darker, then ask yourself why. Why do you feel that way? Is that based off of colorism? Is it based off of stereotypes resulting from colorism? Why? And there's literally dudes whose entire accounts on TikToks are based off of making fun of black women. 
But I guess we're overreacting, right? We make everything about race, right? We're just angry black women, right? And don't think I forgot about all those light skin versus dark skin interviews done by who? Black, other black boys. Like, why is it that people within our own race feel the need to do that stuff to continue perpetuating colorism, feel the need to constantly belittle others? And then whenever people will speak up against that, speak up for themselves, they're made to feel as though their concerns aren't valid. That's what's the, there's a problem with that that I constantly, consistently see, and I do not like it. The fact that people just think that skin color equates to attractiveness and then they fall along all these negative stereotypes just really makes no sense. Like, how could you believe that? And it's like, why? And I feel like that also has something to do with this whole misogynoir thing, which if you don't know, misogynoir is a specific type of prejudice against black women. I don't know. There's just so many issues within our own communities of people of color, colorism, this, that, that, that we need to address as well. Like, how can, how do we expect to get over racism if we still have all of this? And sometimes it's quite a bit disappointing. Now, I also wanted to talk about what we as individuals, a few things that we as individuals or society can do to combat colorism. Because obviously, I try not to just drop a whole entire issue or just complain about a whole thing or whatever without sort of ending on a, I guess you could call it a positive note, although this isn't really positive at all. But I did try to come up with a few things that we could do. First of all, watching your language for bias. Like, just make sure that you don't have a rude way of referring to darker-skinned people or make backhanded compliments or stuff like that. Or you don't say, make rude remarks like, oh, I need to stay out of the sun so I don't get dark. Or make fun of someone for being darker skin. Like saying, oh, I can't see you in the dark or something like that. Little things like that. And then also, um, like just observing yourself, seeing whether you said, seeing whether you've made disparaging remarks towards people because of their darker skin tone and seeing how you can correct that. Because although you may have said something in the past, you can, although you can't change what you said in the past, you can change what you do now, in the present and the future. And that's what really matters. What you do, your actions that you take now. Also, you can sign the Crown Act, which this is kind of colorism related, kind of not. The, the Crown Act, Crown stands for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. I believe it was actually passed in California and other states. I'll have the petition linked in my description. It's basically about how, um, you know, oftentimes black women's hair is considered, people may consider it unprofessional if it isn't straightened or something like that, which is truly so silly. So the Crown Act would ban discrimination based on hair or like ban discrimination in the workplace based on hair, essentially. Also, make sure if you have children or whatever, I know that's like probably a far thing away. But if you have children or maybe you have a baby cousin or whatever, make sure to like give them books with diverse characters and dolls of all different skin tones, cultures, or like, I don't know, like types and all of that just in general because children do become aware of race at a very young age and we don't want children to grow up hating on their own skin or hating on others' skin or grow up with biases and all of that. And I honestly just do think that one of the most important things we can do 
is just making sure to teach our children if we have them or just teach other people teaching them right because they are the next generation and we don't want them to grow up with these same issues or with a negative mindset and all of that and we don't want them to continue to perpetuate these biases within our society oh my gosh I've said perpetuate so many times within this episode I feel like that's my new favorite word it sounds it makes me sound so fancy you know perpetuate perpetuates I like it Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. I know it was probably a lot to take in. I try to switch up my episodes and do like more informational slash educational ones. And then I have ones about mental health and all of that. I also want to do an episode regarding body image. But at the same time, I'm kind of scared to do that one. Because ah, I don't know. I'm just scared to do an episode on body image. But I do want to do one one talking about that. But there's just, I feel like body image image it's such a complicated thing with like we have body positivity body neutrality um skinny shaming fat phobia all of all of that and I'm like not sure how I would cover it but I do want to do an episode over that in the future anyway I probably missed a few points but I hope you were able to take something away from this whole episode and all of that um if you liked it repost on your story my instagram is at mine.elixir you can tag me in it And um, let me know what you think of this episode. And yeah, always remember to keep being wonderfully you and do something that your future self would be proud of today. Thank you for listening. And thank you for simply being here, showing up today, Um, you know, showing up, being yourself or whatever. Share this episode on Instagram if you liked it. I just said that. Why am I repeating myself? Oh, my gosh. Leave a review, hopefully a positive one on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, on Apple Podcasts. Follow, subscribe, do all of that. You know the drill. And yeah, all of my info and some of my sources or further resources will be linked down below and like maybe some of the research I did if I remember to do that. And yeah, bye. I will see you next Wednesday. Bye.